Welcome to At The Counter, the show that takes the conversations had at the counter of your local comic book store and brings them to the internet. And for the record, we're, we're sorry. sorry. I'm Marcus Antea. And I'm Christian Kenty. We're coming to you from the Frugal Dutchman, a kind of nerdvana here in lovely Ridgeway, Ontario. It's a comic book, action figure, gaming, antique, and all-around nifty store. I'm a random customer who's a big nerd from way back. And I'm the store owner. And we've been having these conversations for years with other people dropping in and out to add points, and we've decided to share them with you. So take a trip with us down the nerdy rabbit hole to overhear the conversations that happen at, at the, the counter. counter. All right, folks, the topic for today is... Uh, we're going to come around on the new trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And there's going to be no spoilers because it's <laughs> not out yet. We've only seen the trailer. So if you haven't seen the trailer, take a couple minutes, head over to your wherever you find your trailers, YouTube, IMDb, whatever. Have a look at the trailer. It's like a minute 44 and then come back. All right. And that way you'll be up to about as much speed as we are. <laughs> All right. And again, once again, to join us is our good friend, Mr. V, Matt. New trailers doing a new is doing a lot of work in that yeah. sentence, but you were away for quite some time. I, it's new to the podcast. We'll put welcome yes, to it's been out two. a little bit. Uh, but, uh, okay, so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's about a telephone, right? It's got to be teaching millennials how to use a rotary phone. Is that <laughs> that's, that's his big job? Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> Looking at the trailer, First thing that Indy can't handle. <laughs> it does belong in a museum. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, okay, so looking at the trailer, I seem to see weird time jump. They're definitely at some point de-aging him using the technology that Disney's been using with Star Wars to uh, to kind of bring us a younger Luke, a younger they, Leia. They got a Tarkin. toy and they're playing with it. They do, um, but the thing is, it looks like it's late 50s, early 60s at some parts of it. At other parts, it looks like it's the 40s, back with the Nazis. Another parts it looks like it's maybe even later. It's just it's, a, it's hard to say if that's just a, a tool of the trailer. Because of what's being said at that point, as I remember times in my life where I've seen things, right? If that's just flashing to moments uh, from other movies, or if that's something they're utilizing as a tool in the film okay, itself. Okay, I'm going to tell you right. right now, as an Indiana Jones fairly uh, big fan, nothing in that trailer is from any other movie. No, I, I understand that, but there are... Like the scene with him, the flash on him in the Nazi uniform, mm -hmm. right? That is reminiscent of something that has it, happened. It might and have there's, been. There's a few connections there that kind of play back to that. That's what I'm saying is I'm curious if that's how they're using that or if that's an actual play it, out in the film. It itself. looks like the new female sidekick is related to his past in some way. And they're going to want to establish that, which is probably going to walk us back into his past to kind of retroactively make her make sense within the plot. Yeah, I, I God, did not God see... Goddaughter, did I hear on he, that I think we heard Goddaughter. Yeah. We didn't see Karen Allen, so we didn't see Marion, and we didn't see... Which Indiana, is not unusual. Indiana Jones III. Yeah, we're, uh, I've, I've looked at... I, I did some... I know. I did review, which is unusual for us. What the heck? I know. I, I was thinking about this before we recorded it, and then we got off on burgers. It was a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> which, check out some of our one-shot episodes, by the way, on burgers coming up or past. Um, but 
neither neither of those actors are registered. Uh, Karen Karen Allen. Karen Allen and my gosh, tip of the Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, thank you. Uh, I'm like, it's right here. I can see him. Neither of those are registered as as characters in this. John Rice Davies coming back. Rice, Reese. I can never Reece tell Davis. it. Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. Uh, coming back. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies uh, coming back as Sala, who is always a welcome sight in an Indiana Jones film. Absolutely. Um, and I think there's very. F- there, there's a lot of memorable characters in Indiana Jones films, but Sala is one that you just love to see show up. Uh, only good things happen when Sala is around, which means only bad things happen when Sala is around. And so far, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he's uh, now bumped over the 50% mark of being in Indiana Jones films. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. This will put him over the. So put him in three out of five. So that's you know that's a feather in his fez. Um, <laughs> Uh, so. Just trying to that's sixty percent then. Yeah, I just go. think about that for a second. Ooh, math. math is hard. I pro, I was told there'd be no math. Got to get off your ass and do some math. Uh. <laughs> All right, so Sala being back is is a nice pullback, and the action looks good. There was a couple scenes in there that looked like Captain America the First Avenger, though. Am I wrong? Um, I mean, it's taking place in a very patriotic environment, which does lend itself to Captain America. I don't necessarily get 40s from that because... You know what's leaning you in that direction? The actor, Arnim Zola, all right, the actor who plays Arnim Zola in Captain America is in this film. <laughs> Oh no, that wasn't. <laughs> no, that's just what you mean. No, that no. looks a lot like that. It's because it's him. No, 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 no. I was <laughs> looking at the parade. I the parade. Think. And, okay, yeah. And I the blonde think. guy um, with the mustache who was yeah. obviously the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. But as a non-American, that parade could have taken place just looking at American media, uh, even as far up as like the JFK assassination. You oh. could have played that in there, and it would be an accuracy. It would fit in the timeline. Absolutely. I just with the with the costume and the look, I got that same sort of feel. As Captain America running through the streets to get the guy before he went into the sub. You know, it's at the same time. I'd love to see a bit more of the exposition of where we lost time from the last one. Right? So, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we're not going to talk about the film as a whole. But there's a a gap in time. Because of the gap in time of when they were produced, they, they aged him properly to how old Harrison Ford was. Right. And they put that gap in there. And they only just lightly allude to... Uh, Indiana Jones, his uh, experience adventures. in the war, right, and and his his place in that part of history because the other movies take place before formal war, uh, before World Is War Two. I'm pretty sure before it formally I, has broken I, out, hasn't it? Okay, but hold on, Crystal Skull. They weren't talking about World War Two. No, but they were talking about his military service, which doesn't come into play in the original three films. Because he, right? he wasn't so in this, military service in World War Two. It was. It was. I think. I feel like you're remembering it wrong. I, I might be. I'm just saying there is a gap. I'm not oh, saying he was oh, specifically no, serving between... during World War Two. I'm just saying there's a gap there, and they allude to his military service whenever it was, right? And it doesn't really give you a full picture of that. Right, and so I'm hoping within that you see some more exposition to that. But I think it's the 50s, right? Which Crystal Skull? late 50s is Crystal Skull? I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah, which only the, gives it like the opening 10 years. of the atomic era. In the, but it only the gives it like time. 10 years of a gap, which to me made no sense. Okay, we're we're now 
branching off of Dial of Destiny because we got to go everywhere with this. Well, it's, it's so we're going to go all yeah. of Indiana Jones yeah. movies. Yeah. We're not getting we're not, good yeah, books. Getting sorry, young Indiana Jones fans. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry, guys. But we're Phil only talking. Disney about, jumps on board. <laughs> yeah, we're only talking about the movies right now, and we're not even going to include Young Indiana Jones Chronicles because that's not what we're going to talk about. No, it's all that's a whole different thing. Okay, um, but there's only about ten years between Last Crusade and Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull, because it was at the tail end of World War II. The Nazis were in power, but. It wasn't too long before they were gone. So it was 45, 46, somewhere in there for Last Crusade. And then it was mid-50s with the Atomic Age and all that stuff in Crystal Skull. Yeah. A, if they all drank, if both of them drank from the, from the cup, why did his dad die? Marcus, absolutely. That's always been the question. Right. His dad died because Sean Connery didn't want to come back and do more film. Yeah. But the, yeah. So that, how did his dad die if he drank from the cup? Like, yes, it shouldn't have, it should have given him a much more extended lifetime. So I would have said 110, 120. But if his dad was in his seventies and he died of his, in 80 years, in when he was 80, it didn't make sense. I have to correct you. What? Because I, I had a feeling you were wrong about something. When did you say Last Crusade took place? Uh, Mid-40s, during World War II. 1938. Really? That's not possible. Hitler was at the top. Hitler was the guy. Hitler the was, Nazis were a thing. Yes, Nazis existed before World War II, though. Not in that level of malevolence. This is what I'm finding. Right, oh, I, I had see. to fact check it, and I will double check that fact check. But Well, because they weren't burning books. Pre forty one forty two, not that I'm aware of. That said, we don't necessarily need historical accuratism in our pulp fiction. <laughs> no, I how know, dare you, it, sir? It, some of it matters, though, right? For for context of what they did. That's that blows my mind. That doesn't make sense to me at all. But it, it feels strange. It feels strange. I, like it could very well be. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not, oh. and I don't remember there well, being a timeline like a. 1941 or whatever come up on the screen well christian looks this up i'm going to go into my tangent sure uh, because where we are right now and uh kehui kwan uh, who played short round just won an oscar uh for his supporting role in everything everywhere all at once every other character has been aged up relatively appropriately i'm wondering because he's now back into acting he's now back in the sphere he's now an award winner and this movie is not, I believe, finished or nearly finished, certainly. Yeah. I'm wondering if Short Round makes a cameo. I mean, it's set to release in June, so within the next two months, you're looking at post-production. But uh, No, post-production been in for a while. But he's been back into acting for like the last two years making this other movie. I'm wondering if, as he's starting to like get back into the society of Hollywood, if Disney did just reach out and say, hey, do you just want to walk through a set? It's possible. Uh, he did. He did a Goonies Part Two kind of thing. There was a short. I think it was on Netflix or it was on Prime, and he was in it. And it's his daughter who they have a very similar to the Goonies kind of experience. Yeah, I'm just. It would be interesting to see that character get some sort of a redemption, uh, because a lot of people like to look at Temple of Doom as being the worst Indiana Jones, which is still a pretty good movie. Um, but, uh, I, I would be interesting to see if they're interested in redeeming that character to well, some okay. degree. A, 
it was the worst Indiana Jones movie, not because of Short Round. It was because of, of uh, Steven Spielberg's girlfriend. Yes, but Short Round does get a lot of criticism. He does because he's more of a stereotype. But then again, it was the 20s. That was what you oh, used of course, in the but bulbs. I, I would be interested in seeing if they're interested in developing him in any way. See, the problem with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is it suffers from Empire Syndrome. I was waiting for his look. It was, we need to get a second it's movie out so real quick. It doesn't suffer from Empire Syndrome. <laughs> it's just, a problematic thing, but it does not have that problem. You don't remember at the end of Empire where Vader is standing over the altar shouting Kali Ma? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, my, it was a hand that was removed, not a heart. <laughs> no, the the God. the reason I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pushing on uh, Christian is... I'm I'm not a fan of Empire. It's oh, not wrong. my favorite movie. Everybody apparently else but me loves it. But I call a uh, middle of a trilogy that sort of like, well, we've got a really good movie one and we got a really good movie three. We got to do something in the middle just to make people know that something happened between one and three. That's how I view Empire. And so for me, most trilogies, the second movie is not great. The first movie's great. The third movie's great. The second one is not great. I will give you The Matrix. Second movie, not great. It's what happened between one and three. Yes, but what's interesting about that middle movie is usually it ends with the hero in a bad place and the yeah. villain elevated. And in most cases, the villain is more interesting. Unfortunately, it, in Temple of Doom, that is not the case. Yes, it's not the case, which it doesn't actually apply here. I just wanted to see Christian's head explode. But uh, hang on. But my point was... The second movie's always mostly exposition. There's very little action if it's an action trilogy. There's very little things that can redeem it. I will give you The Two Towers. Not a great movie. Not a great book. But anyways, it's it's a it's what happens between one and three. And that is what I call Empire Syndrome. It's the middle movie that just doesn't measure up to the one and three. That's why I call it Empire Syndrome. It the in the only in the fact that it doesn't measure up to one and three would it qualify as Empire Syndrome, but it really doesn't have anything to do with it. See, Go I've ahead. always leaned into it more with, and I've accepted the terminology at this point. <laughs> it still makes me roll my eyes and cringe, but I've accepted the terminology at this point. And we were talking about this as you were coming in today. We do not need to get into Star Wars. We won't. <laughs> That's a but different it's, Lucasfilm it's a property. Movie, it's it's a movie that is designed to push from one to three yeah. it doesn't just have to fill the space it has to push the story so you can finalize what's happening in three right and so that's that's where that comes into play for me it's not just filler it's it's got a purpose the purpose is just not great yeah and speaking right? of the timeline christian fill okay, us in. so i i can get on board with 1938 i got my head around it now because adolf hitler became party leader of the nazi party in 1921 appointed by President uh, Hindenburg on January 30th, 1933, as Chancellor of Germany. As of that point, began to build, rapidly build the Third Reich. So 1938 does fall into timeline properly. I, I assumed yeah. it did, but I just, I was shocked that it was 38. I'm, okay. Now, now World War II didn't break out in, <laughs> officially in call until what, 42? 42, yeah. Right? Um, so, and I can see that with it, given the freedom of travel of the Americans and others through 
Yeah, okay. Through Europe at that time. And they he were was getting, able to move around pretty easily. They were getting on a Zeppelin right? heading to America. Exactly. So, okay. Right? So I'll, you would not have seen those I'll things. So as that. much as the iconography is there, it would have been present at that time. They had not yet formally become a war machine. See, there is a thing online that says when a man hits his 40s, he has to decide whether he's going to get really into World War II or really into smoking meats. And I've gone the meat route. I like both. Yeah, but I've gone the meat route, so I don't... I'm, I like the 40s, and I know a little bit about it, but it's not my area of, like, super expertise. So, okay, so 38. For whatever reason, when I was in high school, I got really into the World War II thing. And not because of Nazis and all that. It was just very interesting, because my grandparents lived through that in the Netherlands. And so... Uh, learning a bit more about that from firsthand experiences from them, right, became something that was really interesting to me. And so it became that. And then I learned to enjoy smoking meats later. And so, I'm not even 40 yet. Which makes it interesting going back to the trailers because it looks like we're having the Nazis as villains again, but we've now completely circumvented the war. So well, that's the previous ones about. are Nazis prior <laughs> to World War II. Um, and now it looks like we're going to get Nazi villains Post World War II. Okay, or so what we're looking at cheering, that is, maybe? I, that's I, I, I don't feel like this movie is seeing what his service looks like because how old do you imagine Indiana Jones is in the first three movies? As much as they can de-age him, I don't think most of this movie is taking place. In the no, 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 no. But th- this is what I'm saying is is hopefully going to be touched on at least will be hopefully a clarity of his military service, which would mean he served in World War Two. Yeah, or it's possible that he served in World War Two. Yeah, because if it's early, if it's early fifties, they would be talking about World War Two. I just thought, like, because when was Korean War? Korean War was Korean War wasn't until fifty six, fifty five, fifty six. I think, if I'm not mistaken. So then, Indiana Jones in thirty eight would have been somewhere around thirty thirty eight, because wasn't he? He was a tenured professor at the time. But wasn't he how in? Old, how old was he in the flashback? In the flashback, he was in his teens. I'd say fourteen or fifteen. Nineteen twelve. So yeah, he'd have been about forty in that age, and that's about what he was when he made the film. Okay. Yeah. No, I can I can put that in perspective. I always underestimate how old Harrison Ford is because uh, he because he was in Han Star Wars Solo, with a bunch of young kids. Well, that's it. Is that brings his age down quite a bit to me and it's not. He was like the oldest person on set aside from Alec Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> on Star Wars. So So yeah, so Indiana like said, Jones like if that. he was 40 in 38, that means if we're estimating this as mid to late 50s, he's probably 60 some odd in this movie yeah which i don't think is a big problem because 60 year old well 60 year olds then were really in rough shape 60 year olds in the 50s were pretty much dead so yeah but but, you're talking about a differential lifestyle too right is is his lifestyle does not follow the normal path of things but because adventuring ages you less well there's not like that but by the look of it, he's been in the classroom for a decade, Maybe. doing nothing but classroom. And that's what Sala's bitching about. I miss the old days when we used to do fun things. And he said, that's not what we do anymore. Okay, so let's go all the way back then. Is Here's the question then. When was, uh, when was uh, Raiders? If Last Crusade was 38, when the hell was Raiders? Because there were still Nazis on that and they were trying to do that. Mm-hmm. 
1936. So it's only two years. Or, okay. I mean, yeah, it's, I, <laughs> I, I, I'd agree. It's probably like five like the, years before. So the Nazis would have been very new. Uh, yeah. But looking at Raiders, that's not unreasonable. Well, the I believe, even though there was about five, five or six years between the, each of the films, if I'm not mistaken, they are filmed in a timeline of year after year concurrency. I believe. I don't know that Temple of Doom has anything to really place it within a timeline. Yeah, okay. it's it's so it very much pulls a, out of according what you to the Indiana from. Jones wiki. Okay, 1912 is the flashback. Yeah. in uh, Last Crusade, mm-hmm. and so we're estimating he was 14 or 15. So he would have been born in 1898. Around 15, 16. He was he was in Scouts. Scouts is is yeah, teenagers so it's a wide age range. But so let's given let's the, the look of him and his friend. Let's guess fourteen. Say, let's be charitable. Yeah, between yeah. fourteen and sixteen. Okay, so, so let's say fourteen just for math. Okay. that means he'd have been born in 1898. Okay, and yep. then gotta skip. So it makes him. Oh, that's interesting. According to this timeline. The next time we see Indiana Jones... Temple of Doom. ...is Temple of Doom, yep. which was 1935. So it predates... It predates say, Raiders. I didn't think it was fixed in between the huh. two. And then Raiders is 36, and then Last Crusade is 38. What's the giveaway to that? I don't know what their giveaway to, to that is. And watch these again to make Novels. Sure. It's called The Expanded Universe. Read a book. No, I think... What I think it actually I is... No. <laughs> I think there was something that came up in a timeline, like they said it was this date. Yeah. Probably because they weren't having to deal with Nazis much yet. Yeah. Well, and it it also gives some space to putting him in context to where he is. Well, that's it. I right? think... Travel time in these... He bounces around a lot, but it takes a lot longer at that time to get from place to place. Not right? that much longer. Well, planes were... Planes took an planes extra were, couple still, of hours. You're but. talking about... You're talking about trip traveling from Asia to Europe to America and back again more than once, right? So, I mean, it's it's not... It's maybe not the longest trip, but we do know he took at least one of those by boat. Yeah. So... Okay, so then the Kingdom Skull was 57. So that's 29? No, 19 years later, if my math holds correctly. Yes, 19 years later. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, And that's where we're at right now. We don't have have a timeline because the new movie's not out yet. So we don't know the exact timeline on it yet. Well, again, there's no assumption about... Who or what he's right because now knowing that they're not playing a singular timeline chronologically, but our actor is older. There's no uh, way majority of the film takes place before Crystal Skull. Huh. Interesting. This is like that's what I'm saying. Is there's there's no the differential in his age between Crystal Skull and now. As much as there's been a good amount of time, oh, I agree. you can it's still get away with him yeah. being. You can do this as a predated thing. As long as I'd be he's interested old to be again. Gray. It's interested in seeing the the play out to that. So uh, his it, father was seventy ish. He died nineteen years later when he was ninety, almost a hundred. I guess time wise, a hundred was really old for the time. Yeah, for the time, and maybe that's where they're going with it. Could be. Uh, do they specify how he died? I don't recall. Uh, it could I, also have been unnatural. I don't think. No, I don't think it was. I think it was just he died. He okay. didn't say he was murdered. He was killed. He says dad died. 
or we lost at. I can't remember Something what the terminology like that. is. Uh, when you're dealing with pulp adventures, we lost someone. It's yeah. pretty ambiguous. Yeah. Well, again, these are all answers that could come from the film. Who knows? We got a, we got a minute and 44 seconds of context here <laughs> to draw a lot of conclusions from. So I'm sure this will come up more as we get closer and, and we'll have to come back around as more trailers come out. But Well, um, this, this may be, judging by the look of it, it looks like they really tried to make a good Indiana Jones yeah. movie. So this will probably be the second best movie after Crystal Skull if it looks like it's going to be good. Yes, wow. that's right. I'm trolling yeah, everybody. Troll, troll out on that ledge there. My, <laughs> my the wife <laughs> hates the Crystal Skull. It is not a good Indiana Jones movie. It is a great B-movie adventure. It is. But it's a, not a good Indiana Jones movie. I, I agree. It meets <laughs> the requirements of the genre, uh, right. but it does not live up to the expectations of the franchise. Of the but yeah. is it worse than... Temple of Doom. Yes. Yes. Definitively, yes. Temple of Doom is doing a very different type of pulp adventure, but it's still executing on that pulp adventure promise much more than uh, Crystal Skull is. Well, and and what you see in Temple of Doom was a lot of things that weren't being done a lot, right? It was a new story. Again, it maybe wasn't the Indiana Jones story you wanted, right after Raiders because Raiders is definitively just a perfect film. Oh my goodness, yes. Right? But <laughs> except for the giant plot hole. <laughs> we're not getting into that. It is such a well-made film you can't let that sink it because it's just too good on its own. Right? Well, the problem is that movie and there's a couple other movies that are like that that are absolutely perfect movies but have a giant plot hole and it's so big nobody noticed it for years. <laughs> There, there are movies like that that are entertaining the entire way through with plot holes so big. You notice it minutes after, and it doesn't really matter. I'm looking at you, Avatar, the first one. <laughs> Avatar is just Fern Gully in space. But, it, but it's a ride is, that is holds you in it. In space, it's, mm-hmm. it's a ride. Which is what Fern Gully okay. is. Yeah. As you say. Yeah. But it's a ride that holds your attention. And in it, you are extremely pleased with it. Yes. Uh, I would say Raiders is the same thing. Anybody who doesn't know, this came uh, to light through Big Bang Theory, is the fact that Indiana Jones is completely irrelevant to the Raiders movie. If he didn't interfere, they would have found the Ark, they would have brought it to the island, they would have all died. End of story. The only thing that really makes him of any consequences at the end, the fact that he's there to bring it back. He brought it back to the States. <laughs> yeah, he brought it back to the States. That's the only thing he did. It's the only relevance. And even then he failed because it belongs in a museum and right. it got stuck in Area 51, apparently. If you've ever been through the back rooms of a museum... It's kind of the same thing. I actually have been to the back rooms of the Although, museum, and it's amazing. Technically, according if if you want to go to expanded lore, which is outside of the Indiana Jones universe, <laughs> it's stuck in Where- Brazil somewhere <laughs> in a warehouse underground. Oh, really? Uh, Red Notice. <laughs> Oh, I think Warehouse 13 did that as well. Did so, they? Yeah. yeah, there's been a few things where they alluded to it. They, I'm uh, in Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds and oh, yeah. uh, Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot. Uh, they go into this Nazi bunker and it has the box. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it they, just it it zooms by. I stopped. I had to stop. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> they've that also like they've the also crazy. done it in Warehouse 13. 
That they also crazy. did it in the librarians. Yeah. Yes. They and like they, to play. It's a, it's a good drop in for different things. But in right? the librarians, they had the actual box on display. I don't mean the crate. I mean the ark yeah. was on display in a glass case. Like, isn't this cool? So there, it wasn't subtle in the librarians <laughs> at all, or the librarian, and then the librarians yeah. for the for the correct thing. But I completely lost where we were going with that. Well, let's we let's come back around to it. Right. Looking at the trailer that we had in front of us. Yay or nay, what are your feelings about the film? Uh, my feelings about the film are that they're using the John Williams score, and that's really all that matters. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. Right. He's not wrong. I mean, there is there are mistakes that could be made in that. I remember what I was going to say now. Okay. I was going to say, you could take Crystal Skull, remove Indiana Jones, and drop in... Brendan Fraser from the mummy from the from mummy. mummy and make the if same you movie, if yeah. did the if you did the exact same movie and made it uh Rick Rick O'Connell and uh Evie yeah you'd have to flip out a couple of characters there but not yeah. by much not not a man, not many of them but you have to flip much. out a couple of but them. if you made that a mummy franchise movie yeah. instead of Indiana Jones yeah. it would have been an awesome movie Speaking of actors who just won a bunch of awards, let's get Brendan Fraser in the new Indiana oh Jones, God, and then we can tie right them now. together. <laughs> let's no, get no, no. Indiana. Let's get Brendan Fraser into something. I mean, he's he's into something he's fit for, though. Please, <laughs> he is in something he's fit for. He's inside a robot costume. <laughs> but uh, oh, and okay, now that we're going to tangent, anyways, I, I was, was really always mad. <laughs> I'm always mad. I still want it to happen. Brendan Fraser has to do a Roger Ramjet movie. Oh, yes, please. Because he did George the Jungle and he did Dudley Do Right. He has to do Roger Ramjet to fill out the trilogy. Yeah. All right. That's my that's my bucket Marcus's wish list. Tangent of the week. Tangent of the week. I that he absolutely has to do that movie to get the trilogy. It <laughs> drove me nuts that they never did it. But anyways, okay, go ahead. Uh I mean I'm Looking at the uh, looking at the trailer as the only evidence we have of the film, I'm excited. I I'm looking at the there's obvious improvements to the cinematography they used. They're using the original scores, which is great. They're bringing John Williams in for it, and they got rid of the things that were causing problems in Crystal Skull, which made which just made it a little too predictable. I think. And like, oh yeah, great, we're doing a father-son thing. Oh, wow, crap, that means we have Shia LaBeouf as a new Indiana Jones, sorry. Uh, you know, and that was clearly a, high, a, a part based on his success in Transformers. And he was a big name to put on it, which you didn't need because you have Harrison Ford. But it brought you know, back Marion, which was did, nice. Uh, there was a tie-in. I don't think you needed Shia LaBeouf for that, and I don't think he played that character as well as you could. Oh, he absolutely right? did not, but that's good, neither here nor so, there. The thing was... They did it right to move the Pulp Fiction to the genre they were in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in the 1940s, it was all temples. It was Nazis. It was that kind of thriller action adventure. When you hit 50s, it was all about space. Yeah. Atomic Age, aliens, space race. That's what it was about. And that's where they were going with it. And that's where they lost their direction. Because that wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. No, and that's where I had... And the execution of... uh, Again, I have some real issues with the way the film was shot. 
right? There, there was not enough practical effect involved given a franchise that was built on practical effects from ILM. And I get that ILM was still kind of... Because what year did Crystal Skull come out? It was... 1957. That's a very good question. I can look that up. In the keep odds, talking, keep talking. Right? But given, you know, I can see the context of what they're doing because if I remember correctly, it was in the odds somewhere. And, you know, you're looking at still kind of getting our bearings on CGI and it's still developing. It's not what it is now, obviously. It was released in 08. 08, thank you. I thought so. All right. Um, it was in the oddies. Yeah, in the oddies. The use of effects should have still been practical. And I get that ILM had their, their, you know, knickers in a twist about that, and and you know we're we're switching over to a major digital platform, and they've since fixed that problem yeah. with you know multi-effecting merging and, and, them, yeah. and merging effects and and such as that, and I think that's wonderful, but you can see so much of the bad VFX in it, yeah. and that's what really gets me is it's not done campy. It's just we're trying to make a really cool movie, but we have to digitize everything. It's, and you can feel it in every effect they use. Narratively, if I did have any concerns, it's looking at this trailer and worrying that we're going to go through another diehard cycle where the last one focused on the sun and it was a father-son movie and it was less than well-received. Now, with diehard, we had that with Bruce Willis and his daughter. And then they flipped, and then the dad-son movie. I'm worried we're going to get a dad-daughter movie. Uh, and that plot line also might be a little bit of an anchor around the neck of this thing. Uh, trailer looks great. No reason to really suspect that, but it is a fear that I have. We are also looking at the first swing that Disney is taking at Indiana Jones, right? Since they're... Uh since they bought the Lucasfilm bio, right? Oh, right. So this yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the first Disney indie, uh, you know, full on Disney. Um, indie. Now that said, Disney has always been very involved with the production of Indiana True, Jones. But um, now they have creative control over it as well, which is good. Yeah, that um, that's definitely I'm not be mad something. about a lot of what they're doing, especially with the things they've been handling. Does that mean we might get a Indiana Jones Disney Plus? I mean, maybe. I, I would love to see that. I th- I think that's where your young Indiana Jones comes. I was going to say I, I'm Disney always Plus series, they might right? kick that up again. That'll yeah. decide. This film will make that decision for you, though. If yeah. it hits, then they're definitely. I can't imagine they're not going to run with something, right? But the tricky part with that too is they're having. It seems like they're having a hard time getting big name buy in for some of these Disney Plus series too. Aside from the Marvel stuff, which has oh, built I into don't know. it. National Treasure, the only big name they didn't get a buy-in for specifically yet that I'm aware of was Nick Cage. They got everybody else. Which to me, they got everybody else. Riley was in it? Riley's in it? I haven't gotten it? through it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it? Oh, sorry. I, I'm Spoilers. I'm only two in. No, I'm only Spoilers. two in. No, I'm okay with that. Ry- I just, I, yeah, but I other people might not be. We're going to talk real quick about Fair this. Enough. Agent so-and-so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to think of his real name. Anyway, big name. He's yeah. a big movie yeah, star. Yeah. And he came in to do his bit for this. They they bring people in to do. I mean, Catherine Zeta Jones is in it. Forgot, and you. That's not a spoiler. She's on the poster. She's weirdly a flavor of the week for for. Yeah, because she was in Wednesday right too. Like, Wednesday yeah, too. I was like, I was she's like, gosh, on she's all of a sudden everywhere. She's got her, her everywhere pain. all at once, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we've come full circle. <laughs> um, but have you? You're not caught up yet. I'm not. No, it's. I've, Personally speaking, I've been finishing my CSI rant. Number six so. dropped last week. I don't know what day yeah. it dropped. Probably Wednesdays, but I got cut off, and I'm like, I need more. Yeah, we, I, I've watched through the first two, 
maybe three. It, it's it's a tiny bit of a slow start, but yeah. after it hits and you're like, oh, oh I'm invested. Let's yeah, go. no, they've they've got me hooked. Uh, you know, hooked enough to watch through it. I don't I don't know how overwhelmingly excited I am about it because it's a bit of a letdown from in, in the start at least is a letdown from what your let expectation me, let me of national just say is. without being specific they were really kind of a-holes about riley oh boy no not in that way just to sit there and you, if you're a fan you're going really they did that i really that's what come on like like <laughs> stuff that he says you're just like i can't believe he said that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't want to ruin it for anything because it's. A, well, but we'll get to that one later on in the year once it's done. We'll probably have a podcast. We'll probably have to do a that. national treasure cast because <clears throat> there's there's things to be said about that franchise. Yes, so. um, but we're 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 not talking about national treasure. No, that's why we're I talking about way. Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, and because we know that the uh, executives at Disney are listening, please. The pulp, the pulp genre is so underutilized. Do lean into Indiana Jones on Disney Plus. Oh, I would yes. be very into that. Again, I think it's it really is a great uh, a great format for the young Indiana Jones that we all want to be able to develop that out a bit more and make it a little more mainstream instead of having it occupy its sorry uh, instead of having it occupy its niche corner of the internet or of pop culture itself. Uh, you know, bring it into people's purview. And do Monster of the Week type episodes. Like, Indiana Jones oh, isn't a series that yeah. lends itself very well to long structure. You could do it that way. Well, because they've done Indiana Jones Flavor of the Week very successfully. That was The Librarians. That was Warehouse 13. That was... So it all comes from Indiana Jones. So let's do it official. Oh, I'd yeah. like to see some more episodic ideas come out of Disney, too. That'd be great for, for any kind of franchises. We're seeing... Uh, many series come out right that are you know story start to finish which is fine they've done a good job with them but i'd love to see some more episodic things happen because i think we've lost that or even something Andor just came out recently and it has good like three chapter chunks where three episodes will be a story oh yeah um that would not be the worst way to go either if you feel like you need more time to establish this mystical artifact and who has it and why it belongs in a museum well that's that's what the librarians uh did very well. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there were three movies with called The Librarian and The Spear of Destiny or whatever. And then it went away. And then Noah Wiley really wanted to bring it back because he really loved the character. So he executive produced and got it made that there was The Librarians, which he brought a bunch of interns and sent them off to do what he was doing. And it became Nifty Thing of the Week. Just like Warehouse 13, where Warehouse 13 did that, because the librarian birthed Warehouse 13, Warehouse 13 birthed the librarians. And they did, but the neat thing about it, which we could do, you could do very easily with Indiana Jones, was Giga of the Week, whatever, MacGuffin of the Week. But at the last two episodes, those MacGuffins came back and helped make the end thing that it so it became the an over infinity gauntlet essentially yeah like the in the in the librarians they found the thread of oh what the hell's her name from the labyrinth she gives she gives Theseus the thread and Ariadne not Ariadne anyways whoever it is gets he gets the thread and then at the end 
they've cut the the um, the fabric of of time and destiny, and they use that to reweave it back together because it's magical thread. And like it 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 worked out. The storytelling, anything that happened in the first eight episodes, came useful in the ninth episode. If that makes sense, which you could absolutely do with Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of potential there, right? I I like the idea of so. Like I said, I'm I'm missing episodic things, and that's a bit of what I'm coming across with Star Trek right now. Is Star Trek to me was always episodic, right? And I'm watching through Discovery, and it's such an overarched story. I like it when everything ties together as one big thing, but each episode is its own thing, right? Quantum Leap was big for that for me. Well, you the will one. then I, you I will watch the new one. You will very much like Strange New Worlds. Because that is what it yeah, is. I'm, it's episodic. I'm excited about seeing that come around. It's not on Paramount yet, though. So no, I think it's only on Crave right now. Yeah. Same with uh, Lower Decks. We were talking about that. Oh earlier. my God, Lower Decks is yeah. so good. I cannot <laughs> wait for the next episode, <laughs> next season. Yeah. Lower Decks I'm, two still. Uh, huh? I need season two still. I have yeah. got it from. It's the in season three now. Oh, I, we're waiting I for season four. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe all the services should join up and. Be broadcast and, and over have cables so and TV. Get all together that, right? in a big package. You could just go to one person and buy it all. We've literally remade cable packages. But I've but I'll it's you, on demand, which is the big thing that yeah. cable was missing. The thing for That's me is whole, oh, I have I have a whole bunch of the <laughs> streaming services, and I'm still paying half of what I was for cable. Right. So if you got rid of your cable, you for half the price, you can have all the streaming services you want. You can watch it whenever you want. Whenever you want. But yes, no. <laughs> I'm just saying streaming services need to put their stuff on discs so I can get it from the library. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Support your local library. Fair enough. Before it belongs in a museum. <laughs> so anyways, episodically, Indiana Jones worked very well as a Disney Plus series, even if it didn't use Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. No, I don't, I don't think, think you'd would. see that. And that, again, that's why I think young Indiana Jones is the right choice for that, because then you wouldn't be missing Harrison Ford as Indy. But you will right? be missing the Nazis, who are fun villains, as terrible as the Nazis were. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, I mean, you're making Fortune and Glory the movie. Yeah. As Which opposed to Fortune Jones and Glory the Indiana Jones the And I've played Fortune and Glory... It was a complacent statement. I don't know. <laughs> I played Fortune and Glory using the mob, and it's not as good a game. Nazis are really good villains. That said, I would love to see Indiana Jones go up against the mob. Well, he kind of did in in the beginning of uh, Temple of Doom. He briefly touched on the Chinese mob. I love it, yeah. And where were they? Where what club were they in? In in Indiana Jones Temple of Doom at the beginning of the thing. I don't know. Of all, the, of all of them, I, I it's the one I've watched the least. I can't. They pull. are in Club Obi Wan. Oh, that's right. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, they are. I never noticed that. Yeah, it's very funny to watch at the beginning. There's your news article. Did you hear about this? They're they're actually in Scotland. They're renaming the highest peak in Scotland to Mount Kenobi. Oh, right. Yeah. So now Kenobi is the high ground. <laughs> nice. It's 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 one of my favorite things to see. Uh, you, uh, YouTubers or uh, TikTokers do, where he goes, Anakin, don't. I have the high ground. Don't underestimate my power. And he goes, are you stupid? It's I have the high ground. I don't care what magical powers you think you have. I've trained with you for 12 years. You annoying little snot. Don't diss the high ground. Seriously. 
and it, it it's it's a little cruder than that, but we don't curse on of this course. thing. So, but it's really funny to watch and go. That's exactly what you wanted him to say. I still love seeing uh, the Anakin marshmallow on the burner. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, I think that wraps us up for Indiana Jones. As we go off on a start, I know. Wars is there thing. anything else, man? <sighs> I mean, there's lots to say. I'm there's, sure. <laughs> from the trailer, yeah, I think. Um, Definitely the visual effects, because that's what they are, uh, do blend much more seamlessly into it. Yeah. Uh, it has a bit of a feeling of presence, uh, which I always like. As, as a kid uh, at Walt Disney World, they had the Indian Jones Stuntic Spectacular. Right. Um, and the you could feel like the heat from the flames on your face. And that's kind of what I want now from an Indiana Jones. And the trailer has a bit of that, right? Like well, when things are blowing up, you kind of get you feel for the explosion. It's not like a weightless sort of a visual effect. That's uh, that's the buy-in you get from the practical effects in the original yes. three, right? Um, and something that, of all things, Temple of Doom did really, really well was practical effects. Yeah, right. You can feel the anxiety of the of the minecart ride because of the way the angles they use to shoot it, and and just the practicality of a lot of it. And there's real danger happening. Maybe not to the characters. Yeah, but, you know, there's a, there's, they there's used a lot things. of choice between live action stuff and model making nowadays they'd have done it all cgi yeah and so now we would be seeing uh you know i'm i'm excited to see where the balance in that goes because we are seeing good things from those balances right and not just leaning on our computer generation to do things that we can't do but or even that we can do but leaning on practical effects where they are warranted um, and a lot of times less expensive, frankly. Um, but even as I alluded to before, even if shot composition isn't the best, even if you can feel the visual effects, even if Harrison Ford is too old for this and isn't acting at the top of his game, the minute that soundtrack comes in, I'm invested. I'm <laughs> in! <laughs> That's a whole other podcast about just John Williams in general. Because... I've shown, I think I've shown Christian this before, and I can show you later. And if you have, look it up. Um, the fi- the scene in Smallville in the final episode where he gets We've his suit. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's an entirely it's different scene with the John Williams score behind it. Absolutely. A completely different scene, mm-hmm. and that goes for Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, any of the ones that he's done that are absolutely iconic. <laughs> If you do, like, even with, um, again, we've talked about it. I'm sorry, we're going to do it again. Even in uh, Justice League, there's a really tiny little snip Easter egg. I use it, yeah. And it's when Steppenwolf is saying, who, who is, no one can be as powerful as me. And then you hear, like, you know, there is no justice. And you hear, I'm a big fan of justice off screen. In behind, if you watch it, you go, Dun, 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 dun. And then it turns around and goes, and I'm really big on whatever, and then punches him out. Yep. But that little tiny cue is all you get. It's half a bar of music that everybody understands. And and it's funny because <laughs> you may not even hear it with your ears, but you your you feel your it in the presence heart of the hears scene. it. Yeah. Your your brain goes, oh, that's Superman without even looking. Oh my god, that's Superman. <laughs> Is it the the next topic would be uh, John Williams or John Merrick? Who's more fascinating? Yeah. <laughs> as long as we don't have to 
put John Williams scores in any sort of a ranking system. Because no, 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 that's blasphemy right there. But it's funny, no matter that's who it is, the nerd gods. no matter who it is, if you hear a superhero theme song and then they don't use it in the next movie, something's off. I found that with all the Dark Knight stuff because they didn't use any of the Tim Burton and uh, Danny Elfman score. And when you got uh, Spider-Man, they use a orchestral version of the 1970 Spider-Man cartoon and it just feels right. It lands. yeah, It lands properly. So the fact that they're back to the good full John Williams score, just to bring this back to Nina Jones, it, it makes you want to see it. Yep. Right away. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been sort of away from new things. So I didn't even know this was coming down the pipe until I saw the previews for it like about a week and a half ago. And I'm like, oh, there's a new Indiana Jones. Yeah, I caught it on Instagram a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it I was like, I didn't screen. even know this was coming down the pipe. I get excited about weird stuff that comes up on my Instagram, but that's, and that's how I find out about <laughs> certain things like, oh my gosh, I think that wraps us up on this one. I think that'll wrap us up. Around. We're pretty close to an hour um, there. And if you haven't had a chance to, if you didn't take the opportunity to watch the trailer the and you made it trailer. this far, <laughs> the first trailer, the right. first trailer, uh, go ahead and watch that out. And uh, go ahead and leave us some information or your thoughts in the comments. We'd love to hear what you think about how wrong we are about everything and and all that fun stuff. And, and we'll since tell you you're wrong. Since it seemed to be <laughs> fairly well received, I'm sure we will go to the movie together and then do a spoiler cast I'm immediately sure afterwards. Happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it worked out very well for Ghostbusters. It worked out well for Free Guy. So... In the next coming few months, look forward to a... Uh, a June 30th indie drop. So a it'll June 30th. Be, it'll be July July 4th, 3rd, something like that. No, it'll be end of July. Before We'll do it right away, but we won't drop it till end of July. <laughs> Let everybody have a chance to go see it first. So thanks for joining us. And Matt, thank you for joining us. I know you've been on the first month of our podcast or so. We look forward to bringing you back later on in the year for some more... Heavy duty nerd dive because we went a little burgery for the first month. <laughs> hey, you can nerd out on burgers. Uh, we did say. nerd out on burgers. Foodie's a thing. We can nerd out on anything. That's true enough too. So we'll look uh, look forward to seeing everybody uh, coming up on the podcast. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for this topic. However, the list of topics is ever growing. So if you have a show idea or a topic you think we should discuss, please send it to Christian at frugaldutchman.com or join us on Facebook, TFDATC. That's the Frugal Dutchman at the counter. So join us once again. We're nerdy isn't dirty. It's a badge of honor. For Christian, I'm Marcus. For Marcus, I'm Christian. And we'll see you at the counter. counter.